now so the heat wave that you were stuck in the other podcast ago has come to me and now i'm the one who braves the heat wow 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 you know what i do when it's hot out watch stranger things uh that's not out yet but i did well three seasons watching actually uh why have you never seen it um, no, I have seen it, uh, but I did recently rewatch all of it in preparation. I'm actually, that's funny. I'm actually rewatching season three right now. Oh yeah, um, it's a good season. Uh, so w- when you except you're, c- can I? Oh, okay, except except I do not care at all about the like they start off the season with that really annoying like relationship between Mike and Eleven that like Hopper gets in oh. the middle of, well, and I'm just like, I, oh I, my god, I hate that so much. What 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 is it that you hate about it specifically? That Hopper just is Cares. so bold headed and yeah. won't take advice, or and is just like an asshole about. It. I mean, but, but they're also assholes. They're all ass. All three of them are assholes. I uh, mean, the, yeah, the whole. I feel like the, the whole. I I feel I agree with you. I feel like the whole thing is like a little like I I don't like to. I'm using this word in the the way that people don't use the word correctly and cringy. Um, it is cringe. Uh, yes, like, it is. Like, because the beginning of it is like, like the, I think, the, doesn't the season start off with like, um, like they're listening to music and Mike is like, like singing the song and Eleven's like laughing at him and all they do is like, just they just make out. And, and you, you know, just can't, you can't just smooch all the I, time. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think is like, I, I don't, I will, okay. Spoilers uh, for Stranger Things season spo- three. Spoilers know, right? for for Stranger Things season three and spoilers for Teenagers my life. Are but, I, but I but but as as a this may shock some some viewers. But uh, uh, as as a, a a white male who is doing a a podcast about video games. Wow. I mean, well, half of the podcast about video games. But uh, uh, I you have opinions. I was not that popular in high school. So, so I, I didn't really, but so I don't know what, like if you, maybe if I were, if I had a girlfriend when I was 13, maybe it would be like, oh, let's smooch some more. Do you want to smooch again and hold hands? Let's smooch. Because I feel like by the time that I had a girlfriend, it was like, I even, I I was old enough that it was like, all right, well, this goes some, you you know what I mean? Like, you you can't just smooch. I I will tell you this to someone who who smooched at 13. It's not something that you want to do. Like in view of your parents. Yeah, that is the other thing. It's like the the weird, the, their weird like um uh let like let's just keep smooching and then like Hop is getting angry and then he comes in and he has to bust it up kind of thing. Is it like all of that reads as so bizarre to me? Yes. Um, it, it it's it's one of the and and I think that also it's it just it's just their. It's one of the weirdest cases of the characters growing up and the writers not knowing, I think, what to do with it, because I, I, I just feel like I just feel like it's weird. And I and I and it, and it is like it it's is bu- it's bizarre that uh, in the in the in that first uh, like, I mean, if you haven't seen Stranger Things, then what the fuck are you doing? I don't even feel bad for you. I'm just we're just going to spoil it. You're you're what the fuck are you? What have you been doing? This is like Stranger Things is like the thing that propelled netflix into where it is right now right it, it's what it's, created binge yeah. watching you yeah. like you, you can't not know this um but 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 you know like dustin comes back from from that like science camp love dustin. love dustin and 
the first day he's back, uh, it gets to four o'clock, and then Mike says, "Oh, you know, L has her um, curfew. I got to get home." I was home. just watching this episode yesterday, and then this is so, and then uh, in fresh in my mind. Yeah. So then the char- then the other character's like, "Oh, it's been like this all this whole summer," and is that really so? So Dustin's back. You haven't seen him for months, and you hang out with him for an hour, and then it's like, "Well, let's go back to smooching to like." That is not like I'm not saying that that cannot be exciting. I'm not saying that that's not exciting, and I'm not saying that that's also not more exciting to a 13 year old that isn't Hormones, like. Hormones, am I right? Yeah, but but really, like, that's like it just seems a weird thing to be like. Sure. Let's stop that's everything. That's what I'm talking about. For this, like, this is this is exactly what I'm what I'm saying about uh, the start of season three. I think it's a, a good uh, season overall, but I am curious why you brought it up. I mean, well, it's heavy on my mind. And um, are you are you uh, are you playing the Stranger Things video game? No, is that 1984 the mobile game? Yeah. Um, no, I, I only All play right. bad mobile games. We'll, we'll get we'll get onto that later. Um, but but the or, mobile games I play are terrible. Um, so I don't know if if uh, Stranger Danger uh, uh, 1984 is terrible enough. Yeah. But uh, um, every everything is a mobile game to me now. Oh yeah. Uh, because because I got the Steam Deck. Did you get yours? No, my, my, I mean. Did you get a message on? I know you probably got the email, but you got, but you got. Did you get a message on Steam? Because mine just says, mine says it should be available between July and September. Uh, when I go to Steam, okay. when yeah, I go to that's the page, fine. yeah, it is not July so or September. Be. Yeah, Maybe. and then you'll get a notification on Steam, and you'll get an email. Mine said, "You uh, two, twenty twenty two. So mine, mine, mine also said that, but then now mine has since said that it's July to September. That's unlucky. Yeah, mine came in. Uh, so the Steam Deck. Have you seen this thing? Have you heard of this thing? It would have uh, been nice. I just I, fans of the show will know that that I or, or I don't even know if they'll know. But um, I hurt my back, so I've been kind of not doing anything at work, which has given me a lot of time to play. You've been on on light m- duty, more, which more, is where you uh, change the light bulbs. That's the light duty, yeah. Um, and that's good. And uh, uh, I, so I've been playing. Breath of the Wild and uh, and more mobile games. But Steam, the Steam Deck would have been really nice i gotta hurt myself oh, again yeah. oh yeah so the steam deck is sort of a, a a switch competitor in a way um with some caveats so the steam deck as far as i know doesn't hook up to a tv however does it need to it does it does have a uh, cloud saving uh with the switch so you pretty much are like with the switch going uh sorry with uh with the pc with steam on your pc so you are like playing games on your Steam Deck. You close it down. You reopen the game on your PC, and there's your save. And that's a pretty exciting conceit uh, for someone who plays a lot of games on Steam. I could see this as being like pretty cool for when I'm playing like Monster Hunter Rise, for example. Or I play a ton of roguelites, and this is a really great system for those kind of like uh, Enter the Gungeon or Risk of Rain or you know any of those types of games rogue legacy 2 that's Slay the Spire. On it. play the spire it's great for slay the spire uh so it it is big i don't know if you're aware of how big it is it is it is very big it is big and it is heavy uh but also compared to the switch it feels less like a toy like switch has very like squishy well, buttons but when you also when you say toy like both of us have been 100 percent of this podcast has been in the case where our joy cons broke down because the joy cons are just they're made out of like rubber and gumballs and yes you know rubber bands and, like, and, and it's also worth saying that uh 
they sell third part, like they sell um, aftermarket parts. So you can buy aftermarket parts uh, for the Steam Deck, um, even through third-party retailers, like iFixit is the big one. Uh, they'll sell you like buttons or joysticks or touchpads. It has like two touchpads on both, like one on each side of it. It's got two sticks, uh, four buttons, two triggers on each side, and then two back buttons on each side. So kind of like the uh, pro controller from Xbox, the elite controller. And, uh, and are, so far, th- th- aren't those just bumpers or they're 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 Yeah, they're on the back, though. They're not on the top. They're like back buttons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so far, uh, it's been running pretty well. I haven't really taxed it very much. You know, I've mostly been playing Rogue Legacy 2 and Vampire Survivors, which I'll get to in a bit. Uh yeah, and and I will say that uh, holding it does take some getting used to, because it is like I said, it, it's pretty big and it's pretty heavy. So like it, it was a bit of a step change to play like Rogue Legacy two, which is kind of like input intensive. Like you're doing a lot with the triggers and with the button, and you're moving around the right stick to move the camera. So uh, I will say that it it did take some acclimating just to get used to. Sort of like the weird feel of of it being like both big and small at the same time, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Kind of like this clunky thing, but I, I think that uh, yeah, it, it is great for what I'm using it for. I'm excited to play Rise on this, and yeah, I think a game like Slay the Spire or even a game like Civ, uh, probably really great on this thing. So far, I think there's over there are hundreds of games that are like uh, optimized for tech, it or tech verified. Yeah, okay. when you turn on the Steam Deck. They'll show you everything in your library uh, that like works great on the Steam Deck, and then they'll show you some things that like you know these are like maybes or they're lacking like some feature. So I think like Path of Exile is an example of like mostly works lacks some features, uh, and it's mostly related to um, having to type. You wouldn't. It's interesting to think about Path of Exile because like there are obviously some parts of that game uh, like trying to trade would be unbelievably obnoxious, but I could see someone being like, yeah, I have uh, spare time. I'll just run a map. They they added um, controller support for this season for Path of Exile so that uh, it would be more compatible with the Steam Deck. So now you could play Path of Exile on a controller or on the Steam Deck, which is kind of a neat conceit. Just like do a map here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my, my Steam Deck experience. So has it been good overall? Like you got the most expensive one. I got the most expensive one with the uh, etched glass and the carrying case and all that. Yeah, I, I have a positive, positive outlook on it right now. But like I said, I haven't played too much on it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, it's, you don't uh, really like commute. It's it's very hot. Um, you don't really commute for work. So mostly, what you'd be doing is just sitting in your house playing on Steam Deck, something that you could just play on your computer. Yep. But I mean, but I guess I like that's not an entirely fair thing because like we do. Like, you and I will play, like, Switch games or want to play Switch games just, like, in bed or something. So I guess you do have that. Yeah, and my bed is not next to my computer. Yeah. So, you know, it helps. And it's, uh, yeah, I play on the couch, play on the bed. Cool. Big toilet time? Oh, no. You, toilet time got way better. I don't think I, I don't, I don't do that. You don't do that? No gaming on the toilet. I, I mobile like, game on the toilet. There's, floating around. No, not, no, that's why you close the seat. That's why you completely close the cover and then you flush. And then there's, and then the poop particles go down... And then you don't have that that the um that poop spray. I, I watched the MythBusters on this. So you've been playing uh, mobile games. I love garbage mobile games, and I've been playing a lot of mobile games. And 
uh, just falling back into that horrible pit, um, uh, mostly because there's a lot coming out um, at the same time that are like uh, of fairly high quality um, in that gotcha realm, that RPG realm. Yeah, but I realm. feel like so many of them are similar to one another that it, it's hard for me to consider playing more than one. Um, uh, well, do you even consider playing one? So I did download Dislike because I kept getting all of these obnoxious. I, have you seen any of the advertisements I, well, for so, this game? So you know what's it's it's interesting. Um, some of the ads for Dislike are legitimately good ads. Where like there's one where um, that's in universe in like a CGI in universe thing where Medusa walks up to like a bar and like they're explaining. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, I've seen. So, I've seen. There's like ten different uh, commercials for this that I've seen. Yeah, that one is that one is good. But then there's the ones that are really mobile gamey. There's like the one they they always have ones where there's there's one where a boyfriend comes over and then they go upstairs um, with the girl and the dad walks upstairs to spy on them and then the girl's like, well, I can't get past uh, I can't get past ten to eight. My my uh, my Drew isn't strong enough. And the boyfriend and the boyfriend's like, you gotta level up Drew. And the dad's like, no. No, you guys are stupid. Helen is is a void esper, and she's gonna be the best for that place. And then they're like, "Whoa!" And it's like the the weirdest. Like, what is like or what like is the, the company one where that does like that? These girls at a cafe. Oh yeah. And this other girl walks up and is like, "Can I join your dislike club?" And they're like, "I don't know. What's your best guy? What's and your best like, esper?" I have three star Anubis, and they're like three star Anubis. That sucks. Get out of here. And then they always like they, don't they always they always like, have a mobile app where they always have like a a, a a mobile ad where like they're paying for lunch and they're like whoever pays for lunch has the worst espers or something like yeah. And and then the girl's like, oh my god, I'm in arena and I keep getting beaten up by this three star Anubis. <laughs> like what the. This is like a language so specific to this mobile game shit. How do you expect anyone to like get excited about this? I don't know. I mean, so you know, people ask about like I, I, I the, the like I to pull back the um the curtain um and show you my mistakes. Uh, like I am I, like I've I've mentioned Epic Seven. Like I I play gotcha games and have been like he pretty heavily invested on and off in gotcha games for for years so these yeah. so like i'm very well like this is something that i've given a lot of thought to and i just think it's so but weird obviously it's working for someone right like i think some of these ads started around the the company that made dislight is lilith games um and they their their first foray was afk arena which is like ridiculously massive yeah and it's very popular. The, and afk arena afk arena and afk arena i'm surprised um, AFK Arena did, uh, th did those ads. Like, I think that they were, like, I, I'm, I almost want to say that, like, they popularized, the like, harbingers. The, we, they were, like, the harbingers of doing those weird real-life ads where, and, and the weird thing about the ads is, like, it's all, it seems like they're all native English speakers, but, like, they, they don't understand the own, their own words that are coming out of their mouth, so it almost sounds like it's a translation error. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the, maybe to them, the words are also as weird. Because you just said it's like, it almost sounds foreign because there are, people are like, oh, whoever's got the, the six star Anubis, come over here. And then like... Six you, stars? You, six stars? Six, six? You can have six stars in this game? Six stars is the max stars. That's crazy. I thought it'd be five stars. No. Um, well... This truly is a different game. No, Very it's not. It's, it is not. Um, when I get into I it, it's not. I know. I know. 
you know, in one of the ads, it billed itself as like a music game, and when you open there, there the is game, actually like, a there is like a um uh guitar hero mode. When you open the game, it's like better put on headphones for this one, buddy. Yeah, the music is very good. I actually really like the music, and there is a the like I I don't know what the ad necessarily did, but it may not be weird false advertising because there is legitimately like a DJing mode where you like where you um like can scratch right left um uh line up these things like hit tap to the beat or like there's a whole you can basically play like a guitar hero kind of or like a dj hero um mode uh in that game so that is a part of that game um it's not the main part um so the main part is kind of like all these other gotcha games right where they're like um team-based uh jrpg games absolutely um this originally the the, the 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 where this blood all comes from is Summoner's Wars, uh, Summoner War, uh, which is the uh, pri- like the uh, prime of these mobile games, like the uh, the Ur mobile game um, that the created the, they created most of this, and then largely I want to say like Summoner's War created it, and then maybe Epic Seven was the one that honed it the most. So mostly, like, and, and considering that most of my, like, multiple years of experience comes from Epic Seven, um, you you more see, like, like even though you can trace most things back to Summoner War, um, Epic Seven is the one that kind of, like, you know, I think did a better production value and then, like, kind of distilled a lot of those ideas and... Um, like in Assassin's Creed 2. Yes. Maybe, maybe that's fair. Maybe it's, like, it, it's, like... It really is a thing of, like, it's the same blood, but I would say that Epic Seven is the one that, like... Like, when most people... When most games are copying these kind of mechanics, it probably stems somewhat from Epic Seven in a lot of ways. Um, you, you, you usually see, like, a lot of those those tropes. I don't I don't know. Even though Summoner's War really... It is it is almost like a... Um, uh, like, Summoner War being Dota and then Epic Seven being Dota 2, where it's, like... Summoner's War almost feels janky in comparison, even though Epic Seven stole everything sure. it knows yeah, from Summoner's War. So um, this is when it gets really down to it. It's like a highly produced one of those, but it's like aggressively one of those. Like it, it, it almost doesn't want to um, uh, at all deviate. Like it, it even it goes down. It gets like as far as like you, you summon for characters. The lowest rank of character you can get is a three-star. Um, you get three stars, four Anubis. stars, and five stars. You get three-star Anubis. Um, and you can... Any character can make it to six stars. Uh, it, it has that classic thing that is going to infuriate people um, that, that, don't, that aren't used to this level of monotony. And that is that to uh the the characters the amount of stars they have doesn't like necessarily mean their quality but um they cap out at that to the power of 10 so a three star gets max 30 level 30 but then you can limit break them to be four stars by feeding them three 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 star fodder units and then when they get to four star they 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 max out at 40 and then you have to limit break them with four four star fodder units and when they get to five star you have to max them for the last time limit break them for the last time to be able to go to six star to max at level 60 by feeding them five five star fodder units so that's like an exponentially yeah like that is like an exponential amount of units it's really like that kind of shit can be such a grind um other than that, it has it like shares the best and worst of all this kind of DNA. 
Um, I would say it, it, it's kind of interesting playing this game because great production value. It, it, yeah, that's right? what I said. Like, I think that like music wise, it's amazing. Um, it's also I, I think it's the first one of these to ever be held in um, portrait mode and. I kind of like I don't know like it feels different to me like I, it's like you, you like the characters look amazing it's uh compl- it's 3D it's like 3D uh, graphics like uh, it's got like a wild rift quality yeah in, like in like the best way possible the characters look amazing um you can turn the settings up to this to the point where it destroys your phone um the 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 like animations are fantastic uh the I think that I think the designs are amazing. Like I feel like the way I would describe it is almost like like DJ or like MDMA punk kind of like it just reminds me of like clubbing ecstasy raving characters. But then it takes that and it puts it through the lens uh, or it puts like ancient mythology through the lens of clubbing. And, and so the characters are, it's confusing, like, all the characters have two names. They have the name of, like, the mythological figure they were based on. So, like, one of the first Anubis. characters you get is, like, Anubis. And he's, but the character itself is Drew. And, oh, my God. I Drew. mean, the characters. That, is very funny to me. Yeah, it is very funny. The, the characters that they give you to start out with are, like, you know, they're, they're to its credit, they give you a lot of really good, they give you a lot of good stuff up front. Um... In the first in the first ten pull that they give you, you have to you have you roll one of two characters, either Wukong or um, Li Ling, uh, Nezha. But uh, uh, both of them are really good. Um, but particularly like Li Ling is one of the best in the game, and is also like a really good farming one that does like a lot of AOE and helps you get through you know the early game. Uh, this is like for Epic Seven fans, it'd be like getting Vildred, which is like something that doesn't mean anything to you. But it's just like you usually having played a lot of these, like the first character you want is a farming character, one that does like a lot of AOE that can get through stages really quickly to like because this is similar to like what people you know think is negative about epic seven or summoners war is like this is a what's called to uh, what's referred to as a dog walking simulator um the reason what does that mean yeah uh that so that means that in epic seven they were literally dogs that's why that's where this term comes from but uh dog walking is when you have one unit that's like a strong aoe farmer um take a bunch of weak fodder units through a level on repeat to level them up because like i said before um like when you're getting these heroes like when you're getting these units they they, they the amount of stars they have caps out there at their level and then you have to limit break them to be able to get them to level to, to like six so thinking about like for for one five for one five star to limit break that you need five five stars to limit break them which means that like all of those fodders you have to get Girl. a three star fodder get that to level 30 limit break that get that to level 40 limit break that get that to level 50 like to, to 50 and or you don't have to get once you once you break limit break it from 40 but like all of those you have to like think about that like chain upwards like the three the, to, to limit break that one three star is three three stars now when you get that to level 40 you have to get another like four four stars to limit break that one so like that takes so much time so what people do and like what these games expect of you is like you have a one aoe unit dog walking so like in this game you'll have this is a this is unlike epic seven and summers where this is a five i think actually summers might be a five uh part in your party i kind of i think five 
as far as numbers of like parties go, I feel like five is a really good number. When you start to get games that have more than that, I feel like it starts to get lost. The characters start to get lost. I feel in... like four is the number, but what do four, I know? Four is usually the is usually the number. Like that's the, four is the number for Epic Seven. Um, but I feel like five is a good number. Like it it it, it adds one extra character that is in every mode, and like I, I just feel like that's you know that adds to like a little bit better. Um, like that can add like diversity overall as like instead of like you're you, you it, just like epic seven you have all these modes that are um very tailored to certain things like you have uh a you have a relic hunt which uh relic is like the armor that you give the characters and that is uh like that has these currently three different bosses and the bosses all like have their own mechanics and like one boss poisons your team a lot so you might want um uh jormungand um jacob who uh, gives your team a buff that makes it makes them immune to poison, and that like when Jacob it, from Lost. Yeah, like Jacob from Lost. Jacob, um, I I need more time with them, Jacob. But uh, you, uh, so so these are like uh, there's there's that mode. Then there's an awakening mode, which works like the elect, uh, uh, epic seven, um, like the the runes, like the gems, um, that you st- that you like use to increase like the character's base stats and also on the third awakening they get um a powered up one of their moves um so like it is so aggressively epic seven it's like it's so epic seven to the point where it's just like i can take any mode here and then be like this is the epic seven equivalent in a lot of ways um the do you find that like annoying no, because I think, like, Epic 7 is really, like, I, I still play Epic 7, and I, I think Epic 7 is really good. I would say that, like, where I... need two of them. Where, I, well, I mean, it looks really nice. Like, this is a really nice-looking game. And, like, the, the other kind of, the, the other aspects that are, like, the positive about it, like, obviously, I think that the, the it's the first time I've ever seen this particular, I've seen cyberpunk uh, gotchas before, but it, this is, like, the first time I've ever seen this, like, club-slash-mythology, you know, aesthetic. I feel like a lot of the characters are really um, interesting-looking. And I would say that, like, I, it, like, it feels... Ooh, cat food has arrived from Amazon. I would say that uh, uh, the the thing that... The, the thing that is, like, positive for me uh, out of everything is that um, I feel... The one thing I would say that is, like good so far that that i like that is like maybe a slight improvement over epic seven or at least it's something that it, it is exists currently and will be um perverted over time like it was i think also in epic seven is that the characters have like these kind of their kits they're like they have a three you know like the characters have three abilities just like they would in epic seven and um the kits are like very simplistic but impactful um like in epic seven it's kind of gotten to the point where a lot of the old characters had to get like tune-ups to be successful in this day and age and because of that like most tooltips are read like a novel so it almost is like going back from like a magic to a hearthstone where the um there's not a lot of ability text or whatever but the abilities are it makes it that much more impactful like if, if a character does something like like there's characters that uh that there's a character that I like um that uh, his main thing is that his like ultimate ability applies a defense down, and like that's all basically all it does is like do damage sure. and apply a defense down. But in this current like in the game the, in the state that it is, 
like that is actually enough like to, to to do that like you can't find that debuff on enough of the cast that that or at least in the cast that i have that um that is not special so um then the other thing that it's doing that's pretty well is like epic seven does this as well like a lot of gotchas got away from this but at least you know the, the game is pretty unfriendly and the rates are horrible they're terrible um it, so by the, rates you mean like the, the drop rates yeah the drop rate for the characters out of, out of um so so the drop rate for the characters uh, that, that like from the gotcha, it is 90% three star, um, 9% four star, and 1% five star, which is which is pretty bad as far as the industry goes. Um, and it's it's made worse by the fact that uh, the the currency is given really stingy. In in the, in the current state of Epic Seven, if you want to get a character, you can get it, and like that, it like it it takes you know, like a month or so of just regular playing to get usually characters. And especially if you skip on a character uh, coming out and you're like, hey, I don't really like their aesthetic or I don't like what they do or like, you know, they do something similar to what I already want. Like by the time that the next one rolls around, even if you haven't spent any money, you'll have enough money to like guaranteed get them through pity. Um, and in this game, uh, the, you know, the rates are currently so bad that uh, it, it feels like the characters are rare. It feels like insane if you pulled like a five star for the most part, or you have like a you like a unique five star that isn't Wukong or or Li Ling. Um, and uh, you know, for the, but it's it's made a little bit better by the fact that this, their their starting you know rarity doesn't generally mean that that's their quality. Like there's a lot of three star characters that are some of the best at what they do in the game, just or like the best. The advertisements. Just like the advertisements, and like four star characters are great. Um, so I would definitely say that like it's positive on that end. Like the 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 game feels like um, it's fun starting this game um, and it being so in the vein of Epic Seven, but it being so um, new and it being like, oh, what does this character do? You know, like I, I haven't gotten them yet. I'm not familiar with them. And then you read their their tool tips and it's like, oh my god, I want to like th that that original feeling I got from Epic Seven of like, wow, this character um, uh, like does this debuff and I, I'm sounding like a mobile ad. Like, oh, this character does defense down. Oh, he would be great on a team for this boss. And I want to put him with um, accuracy gear so he could always land his defense down. And, like, when I get this guy up to a good level, I'll be able to do a hard the next, you know, floor of this boss. Or, like, so that all that kind of stuff has been pretty good. Uh, uh, it's, it's a overall, you know, competent and good and highly produced one of those. In, in a lot of ways, it almost feels like the blizzard the old the old blizzard strategy of taking yeah. taking a thing like like lilith games made uh afk arena and they clearly were like what else makes money in the mobile market gotcha games okay let's put like you know 10 billion dollars into this gotcha and make yeah, it so super would you well say that this is like um a good starting point for someone who like maybe has never tried out a mobile game but you know maybe they've got a a new commute and they want to play something on their phone is this something you would recommend i think absolutely actually like i think for the most part and then the other thing is that that like there, there's there is negatives and i've kind of been on like you know like and, and and anyone can say that they're like not a fan of this type of game and it'd be like yes absolutely you're like don't i, I don't want to push anyone to be like like if this doesn't if, if it's not something that like you play for a little bit and it like clicks with you or whatever like you know don't force yourself through it to like it but um as for, for someone who would maybe like want to give these types of games a try like what i like about them is that i like a lot of that like daily routine like i i want to 
uh, you you uh, in in the best versions of these, like you log in. There's a couple things to do. Um, like you, you have your, you know, like this thing, this current running through your mind, like, okay, so I won't have enough of the material. I won't be able to five star this character today, but tomorrow I'll be able to do that. And then that'll be good because it'll make my arena team better. Um, and I'll be able to do this. And, um, then like coming in a couple days, I'll be able to, um, like get, uh, another one of the awakenings for this character. And then like, that'll be their max awakening. And like this, so like that, that team, my team for this boss will be stronger. So everything is like, it's all about these, like this constant progression, uh, like a, a lot of, you know, what it is, is about that account, that account, overall account progression. Like how far have you gone in different areas? Um, like how, good are your characters um it's all this like min maxing all this like you find a character and you're like oh i think that they would work well with this set of armor and these abilities and i i mean like this set of armor and these um like subset substats and like oh this would be the perfect thing for them and and all this like these games seem kind of complicated they they are and i think that the 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 reason why i would answer your question and say that this is actually a good one of these is that and, and epic seven actually has this now as well um, but it has a, uh, this game has a very competent, um, mission kind of mode that will like literally that like kind of, it explains everything as it's going. So there, so I was explaining the dog walking before there's, there's a, you know, like, like it, it's basically this, uh, there's the mission mode is basically like a, um, uh, you know, like a new player like account tutorial? kind of thing. It's like a tutorial where where it tells you. Sometimes it branches off in different directions, but for the most part, everything is like there's a tutorial for every mode, and the the, the tutorial will tell you like, oh, um, uh, so this boss like it, it'll literally spell it out like this boss um has a lot of health or something, and it heals itself. So you're gonna want to bring a character that has like heal block. Or this character, or this boss poison. So you're gonna want to bring a character that can um, uh, give your team immunity. So it'll say like you know bring this character um, to this boss, and then you'll get an achievement, and then you get like a reward for it. Um, and it explains this kind of stuff, and it, it even explains like the dog walking thing. Like it'll even say like like there's one of the achievements for. Um, and it's not even just achievements because the achievements are just, you know, like all over the place, but this is like a literal, like a guided path that is telling you take one of your, like take your character that is the strongest and put four fodder next to them and run one of these, uh, like run one of the high experience, um, uh, story missions. And that way you'll level up the characters quickly. And this is how you're going to be able to like, you know, efficiently, get your characters like to star rank up or whatever um so it kind of like it does a good like i i think that in a lot of these games like people know the people know the um the way you're supposed to play uh, uh like they they know they know these kind of things like they, they're like oh it's one of these it's a dog walking simulator you've so, played one you've played so one. so i'll get a you know i'll go for a hero early that has you know good aoe clear and then i'm gonna put him on a team with a bunch of fodders and you would just know that automatically, but this game like takes you through the steps of it, and it explains in text like why this would be significant and why you would want to do something like this. Uh, so it definitely would explain like get, take someone through the the early confusing parts of these one of these games in a very guided fashion, and and and, and I like that. And I think that like not only does it look very good, and it's you know early on. Um, so there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of negatives, and the negatives almost get too far in the weeds to talk about. 
uh, one of the biggest negatives is like I, I is worth mentioning because um, Epic Seven just had a massive update to uh, like like uh, disturbingly Epic Seven just had a massive update the Awaken update to um, address this major issue. There's a currency in Epic Seven called Molagora um, that that uh, rank up a character's abilities. Um, so like, you know, like, like every character has three abilities and then there's Molagora that usually like increase how much damage it does or increase the the chance for something to happen. Like, oh, it has a 50% chance to silence an enemy. And when you Molagora it five times, it'll go to a hundred percent chance. Um, and this has been a, over time, this has been one of the rarest things to find. And it's been something that's like really held back accounts. Like, you, you you get characters quicker than you're getting these molagora and like the care it's it's a difficult currency to to use because like you don't have a lot of them and you're feeling like you're always like you don't you always don't have enough so epic 7 recently had this big major update that was like they they've been getting epic 7 has been over time getting much better and much more free to play and i think that the devs have been doing a phenomenal job with it and uh, they recently had this Awaken update where they're like, we're going to give you 100 of these and we're going to make it so that you passively generate them much quicker and we're going to make it so that like they hand them out much quicker so that this won't be as much of a concern. And then in this game, they have totally added that. It's a Billam. They're called a Billamon. Weirdly enough, they're like Starmon and a Billamon. So a Billamon are the... Pokemon? Are the, yeah, why are they called a Mon? It's like Digimon. But um, uh, a Billamon are this game's Molagora and... They are already in very rare fashion, especially the five-star one, because because this game actually does it in a more grimy way. There's three-star Billamon, four-star Billamon, and five-star Billamon. So the five-star ones are very rare. So when you get, like, there's so much work that goes into skilling up these characters and making them stronger. Like, when you get a five-star, it's, like, you know, not like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. I'm going to have them up and running. It's like you need to get all these awaken materials to fully awaken them. You need to get five five-star to make them go to level 60, you need to get a fucking ton. You need to get 15 uh, of these Abilamon that are super, uh, fi 15 five-star Abilamon that are super rare. So I just mentioned this to be like, it's kind of, it's maybe one of the things that is the most scary to me playing right now that it's like, it's a train wreck you see coming. Like Epic, it took Epic 7 um, three years to kind of have this major update that is like, yes, you guys were right. This currency was, this particular currency, Molagora, is way too rare and it's not fun and it's making it so that it's like um, uh, bottlenecking your progression and making it so that whenever you're getting new characters, you don't really have the Molagora to skill them up. So you're Why not do you really. I think that it took them so long to, uh, to fix it. Um, I think it took them so long to fix it because that, this particular, in, in Epic 7, I, if I had to guess, like, where a lot of the money comes from long-term, it's that particular currency. Um, because when I got to the point in Epic 7 where, like, you would think as, like, a new player that the thing you're spending your money on and, like, a lot of the things that, like, you know, if you go to our gotcha gaming or whatever, like, the thing that initially starts out as the money sink is pulling for the characters. But once you have a lot of the characters, you get to the point where... You're, you're passively accruing so much of the income, like I said, that that you basically don't have to pay for, for like, the gotcha tickets again. So I kind of got to the point in Epic 7 where I was never paying for the gotcha tickets again, but this Molagora was so rare, and, and the characters are coming out quick enough that I could still always free-to-play get the characters, but I wasn't able to, like, always get the, the Molagora to be able to make them, like, strong enough. 
So I feel like, and, and this was something that they like wouldn't, it was very, they were very stingy giving out and every once in a while, like rarely they would be like, oh, for this weekend and this weekend only, you can get a five Molagora pack for $50, like ridiculously expensive to the point where like, you know, most spenders, dolphin and under kind of like there's whale dolphin? spenders. Dolphin is like, a, is, I'm like a dolphin. That's dolphin is like someone who spends money on the game, but they're not a whale. Like a whale is someone who will buy literally anything like they are buying anything in the shop, anything that could be bought. Like they are pretty much buying it. Someone who is like super rich and is just spending thousands of dollars on this game um, monthly or whatever. Like the game is like you, they, they'll just buy literally anything and they'll get anything they want. And then a dolphin is someone who like they do spend, um, but they don't spend as much as a whale, like they'll buy, you'll put a hundred dollars in every once in a while, but like, they're not, uh, you know, breaking the bank for it. And then minnows like buy little packs and then there's free to play. But, um, so this was like, I think for so long, Molagora was the thing where when you got to late game, that was the kind of currency that you would maybe be like, like, damn, like I need a few more Molagora to max out this character. And then like, there's a, you know, pack on sale for five of them for $50. And that's an insane amount of money. But like, they're so rare that like, it'll push your account a little bit further than it would. If, it, if you just it's waited. such a boring thing to buy. It's it is a boring thing to buy. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I mean, buying pulls, at least there's like, it's a little, yeah, so it's, it's gambling. Like, 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 like the other thing, like buying pulls is gambling. Cause it's exciting. Like, are you going to get the character? Are you not? Um, what Usually else will you my get? My answer is no. Yeah. You have been particularly unlucky. Generally, I'm pretty unlucky in gotcha games as well. I've been very unlucky, and I I feel like I've counted myself as like pretty unlucky in Dislight so far. Um, I went to full pity. Um, if you haven't summoned a five star in 120 pulls, um, 120 pulls. Yeah. How many? That's a lot. How much money did you put in? Um, I think overall like 100 by now. Damn. I know. I'm an idiot. But uh, but uh, uh yeah, like you. You definitely don't get a lot of the currency to pull in this game. And like I said, the Abilamon thing is something where I see it as a future train wreck. Um, it's just sure. something It's something that is going to be an issue in this game's life forever. And until they find a way to passively give you more of this, like it's going to become more and more of a problem. And the other thing that I would say that, it, that worries me is that like, a lot of the more rarer resources in this game I found from mission mode, and that's a finite thing. So once I, like, I'm starting to, like, finish some of the mission modes, um, and once I finish that, a lot of these, like, a lot of the account progression will slow down a lot, and I don't know where some of these things are going to come from. I don't know where these five-star Abilamon slash Molagora are, are going to ultimately come from, because I think you can get, like, one of them a month and one of them a week out of like the P PVP or something, but it's not, mm. they're not that common. And considering you need 15 of them to like max out a character, it's, it's going to rapidly be the kind of thing where, you know, if I like, like this game and invested a lot of time in it, then I could I see, I hope you like the game. I could see how, uh, uh, you know, like you can, you can see how they can get you with specifically this currency of like, Oh hey, a little a pack just went on sale for three of these for fifty dollars. Like you basically get you know two of these a month. How about three of them right now for fifty dollars? Like you know that kind of shit is mad grimy. 
Um, and I do not it's like insidious. it. Yeah, it is mad you need, insidious. You need to get your uh, Steam Deck. Uh, yeah. So um, so there's a there's actually a bunch saving some money. There's actually a bunch of these that are coming out uh, on the. I kind of wanted to like uh, I, I look at, at at this this area that I I, I feel um, surprisingly versed in. Um, I feel like I've been immersed in it for so long that like I know what I'm talking about and uh, I've played sure. so many of them that like I I I know the the this world well but then i look at um, for better or worse, uh, yeah. uh, yes for worse is really the answer um but i i i know these like I, I i the other like the youtubers and the fans or like the um pundits of these of the mobile gaming gotcha universe i think are overall pretty lacking in content and quality um the one that i like a lot is fg3000 um so for someone who gets into this kind of stuff like i would i would point to him to being like a pretty fun and uh, very friendly kind of like personality, um, and I've been wanting to like th- like this is such a going to be such a crazy year for this specific genre. Um, Dislight obviously is like I think is massive. It's going to be around for a long time. It's like coming out from Lilith Games. The production value is high. Um, you know they're hitting it the, the ground really running hard with like a lot of advertisements. I feel like it's going to be around for a long time. And then also um, uh, there is on on the the very near horizon this. Next week, there's like five gotcha coming out that are pretty big. The biggest of them is Counterside, which I've been really excited Counter-side? about. Counterside. So what's that? What is uh, Counterside? Counter-Strike? Counterside is a gotcha um, that works in a that is completely like unique. I have not seen any of them that work like in this fashion, um, and I've been really excited about it. I actually played it on the um, uh, on a like using a uh, what it, what do you call those uh, VPN VPN to uh, play from a Philippines account um, to play this game uh, like a year or two ago. And I really loved it. Uh, it is a gotcha game, but you have like a, you know, like you'll, you'll build like a massive like team of 20. And then basically like the, uh, like, like this, like a uh, currency to spend, to like bring the characters out on the battlefield kind of ticks up slowly. And the, the more powerful the character, the, the more of it it costs. So like you, it almost similar to like you know the way that uh, tower defense works, where where like you, you know you have a big huge team of of like characters or or towers or whatever or units, and they cost a certain amount that you're accruing over time, and the more powerful ones sometimes cost more. So you and then you you know, you have to deal with waves of enemies, um, but it all the, the characters work on an ai so like once you summon them in the battlefield it's like they start walking around and attacking things and it just like it looks really fun and it play i feel like it plays really cool um i like that idea of like do you hold out a little bit longer to throw in a more powerful character or do you need a character right now and like what do you need right now like are your characters dying do you need to summon like a healer unit really quickly um do you need to summon like a tank or something and then once they're out on the field they kind of like run their own algorithm like they like the tanks will go forward and 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 defend and you know range just going to go in the back and like hide and and do damage and the characters look i feel like the game looks aesthetically really good and um, from, you know, the initial, from the initial, like, closed beta and from Japan, it was, like, extremely free to play, like, very, you know, uh, free with the currency and stuff, and every, it was just, like, generally really regarded highly, and it's, and, Interesting. and right. gameplay-wise, it is very different. I think what, also one of the craziest yeah, it's things an, is, it's an auto-battler. It's right? kind of like an auto-battler, but, but you're actively auto-battling, 
Like you're more in a lot of auto battlers like AFK uh, Arena or something. Like you, your 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 team just starts out and just goes. But um, this one, like I said, like you are on a time limit and you're summoning characters um, uh, based on like you know their their build their cost to use them. So you're not necessarily like even going to use like you'll have this big team built up, but you're not even going to use all of them um, in the course of like one match or like one session of it like you're gonna have to like summon in like you know a, a weaker one quickly to defend because there's like a base on both sides and there's this like tug uh push and pull um like there's uh like you have like a drop ship on the left of the screen and the enemies have like you know something that they're defending on the right of the screen and you're trying to push the uh like all the way to the right of the stream to do damage to their base so uh like the the battle is happening almost like this kind of cool organic push and pull battle of like now we're winning so we've pushed them further back to the right and we're killing some of their units now we're like doing dps to their actual base and stuff like that so i really like that kind of stuff and then also the as far as gotcha goes like it has your um in the gotcha pulls like it has your um typical you know like uh uh girls in um japanese uh like uh sailor uniforms and stuff with swords but it also has like tanks and like mechs and shit and like um uh like you know trucks and and stuff like that that you're like deploying onto the battle so it's it's like one of the most weird and varied of the gacha pulls and i i i i I like that um also uh there's honkai star rail which looks incredible and that is um famously mihoyo who does uh honkai third impact and does genshin impact um they're coming out with their take on this epic seven gacha the you know classics this classic style of turn-based rpg with four heroes um you know three abilities one ultimate um a color wheel uh thing and that looks like phenomenal like if that the the initial like that looks insane and it's mihoyo so like they'll you know support the hell out of it and that is coming out later in like this summer so there is like a ton of stuff on, and then there's Zenless Zone Zero, which is another MiHoYo thing, which is their take on mm. something like Punishing Gray Raven, which is a another mobile game that is like an actionier game. Um, so there is like a ridiculous amount of stuff coming out in mobile games in the year of our Lord, 2022. 2022, that's the year. Is that the year? Yeah, it's not 2023. You got it. Okay. Not yet. That's way it's too much to about. That. That's too much about mobile. Tell me yeah, something. Yeah, that's too much. Something better. Uh, multiverses. Oh my god, I have so many questions. Multiverses. So they are doing I have so a many questions. closed beta. They're doing a closed beta. Uh, multiverses is um, the answer to Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. No, it's not. It's the or... answer to <laughs> it's the answer to Smash. <laughs> my answer was funnier. So Nickelodeon All Stars Stars Brawl. People were kind of excited for it before it came out. For some uh, reason, right? It had well, it had the old guard. It had like some some people who were like pretty well known in the industry, people who were like involved with Smash, involved with fighting games, uh, former pro Smash players developing the game, uh, but it fell flat. It fell flat for a number of reasons. Uh, one of it was just that the presentation of the game was so poor, where everybody is like, there's, it, it's a game with like SpongeBob, with like Rugrats and no voice acting. So everyone just like moves around like these weird life, like lifeless toys. Black personality. Just to get to to like the the weirdest thing about that game was that if you have like a, a Nickelodeon um, sponsored uh, game that is like Smash Brothers, it's like they went way too hard in that direction of 
Smash Brothers and like high like they, they, they instead of going to Smash Brothers the party game, they went to Smash Brothers Final Destination Pro level. And then stuff like, oh, should we have SpongeBob, you know, do voices? Like that that was an afterthought. And yeah, there was no the, yeah. how how fucking insanely weird is that to be like so so like a kid that would imagine a kid, imagine the main people who pick up like like how many people pick up Smash Brothers and just like enjoy it and have fun with it versus the people who are weird about it and final destination, no items or whatever. And I, and I did just say weird about it. Um and and how many and now imagine yeah. Nickelodeon All Stars. How many people would pick that up and be like, "Oh, it's SpongeBob, my favorite character," and then play it and be like, "What the fuck is this? This well, is like..." Well, here's the way that they also like um, trailered the game, is they would be like, "Hey, I'm XYZ from the development team. Um, these are the uh, gameplay mechanics," and they were showing like, "These are how like uh, Patrick does auto attack cancels." And this is how the wave dashes work. Yeah. And different characters have different wave dashes. Putting the cart before the horse a little bit, you know? For sure. So Multiversus uh, is really trying to do its own thing in this space in a number God of bless. ways. So Multiversus, it's made by WB. And I didn't realize how much WB owned and how Me much neither. WB could like, acquire license. <laughs> Me neither. So the game's characters include like Batman, Superman, Arya Stark, Tom and Jerry, uh, Finn and Jake, Rick and Morty. Uh, Shaggy. What are some other ones? Shaggy, Velma, like Wonder Tom Woman. and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, uh, Steven Universe. Uh, um, Gandalf may be in it, right? Yeah, very, very broad, weird cast that I, I, I didn't realize that WB had anything to do with. Um, Half of the shit. Yeah, like with Cartoon Network even. I didn't know that that was a thing. But Multiversus is... They've got the the license. They have Shaggy saying zoinks and the the Scooby Doo sound effects. Oh yeah, Velma's in it, right? She like she cra she crawls and looks for her glasses. Jinkies. She does the jinkies. She you know Bugs Bunny does the what's up doc. And I, I guess one of the unique catches of this game. So there are a few. The the first one is that it's two v two. Like not specifically two v two, but it is really built around the idea of two v two. And the way that they do that is by having characters with moves that interact with each other. So there is one character who can pull his teammate to him at any time, just rip the teammate to him. So you could have a character who's like very mobile, like Harley Quinn or like Shaggy, who's like chasing somebody off of the stage. This is a Smash Bros game. So it's about getting like the ring outs. So you could be like super aggressive, like chasing someone off the stage and then have your teammate like pull you back. Or if you're playing as Superman, Superman has like a freeze breath. And if his teammates are in it or if his teammate like shoots a projectile through the freeze breath, uh, they will also apply like a frozen debuff to enemy. There are characters who could like shield one another. There are characters who can like uh, pick up items that one another drop. Uh, the other thing about this game is that all of the characters have uh, like passive abilities, like unique passives. So one example is Finn from Adventure Time. Whenever he hits enemies, uh, there's a chance they drop gold. And if Finn can pick up gold, one of his abilities opens up an item shop that he could use to purchase items that will give him like uh, more speed, more damage, uh, or like BMO can come out and do a counterattack. Uh, the Tasmanian Devil uh, passively applies stacks of salt to enemies. And once they reach like the maximum number, 
uh, they turn into a roast chicken and can no longer attack back. Uh, Tom and Jerry are a puppet character where Tom launches Jerry out onto the field and then Jerry uh, can attack sort of independently and Tom's moves will head towards Jerry. Like Tom will like throw a tennis ball and Jerry will like knock it back and deal increased damage. Aria deals. So, someone increased. on on Sejam's stream called Tom and Jerry Gato One. Yeah, which is that's good. that's that's very good, right? Uh, Aria has a backstab passive where she deals more damage to enemies from behind and has moves that can like turn enemies around. When Pat when Taz hits people, um, they drop like chicken that Taz can. Uh, Taz and his teammates can pick up for healing and also if he's doing his tornado then when he passes by his allies he licks them and heals them so he's like a healer support damage so the characters are all really interesting the the practice mode is pretty good because the practice did you know that Velma is um Phoenix Wright interesting yeah Uh, she finds evidence item character what also Bugs Bunny is an item character. interesting Shaggy so did you did you know that um this is from the development team um, they literally said that they're balancing characters around Shaggy. He is the Shoto. He's the, the Ryu. Yeah, that's unsurprising. Uh, Bugs is interesting. His passive is that if he crouches, he opens up an Acme box and pulls an item. So whenever he crouches, it's just an ability he has. He's just always pulling items out of the box. I actually, so outside of playing bots, I haven't played this game online. I've spent a lot of time in the practice mode because the practice mode gives you like breakdowns on all of the character abilities like how they're different in the air versus on the ground. It's so I, good, actually. It's kind of yeah. like, it, from what I had seen, isn't it kind of like um, what we've always wanted? Like instead of just like instead of just like a move list that says if you do you know forward B or whatever, um, it does you know throw hamhawk. Um, it'll say like specifically like this is the the uses for this move. If it hits an enemy, then. Um, it creates a thing that heals. Like it says everything. Like why would you use this? And there's even like a thing that explains these passives out loud. You know? Yeah. I think it's. I think that that is like a really good initial thing to have. Yeah, it's. It, it's been really fun to play around with. I I do wish that this were an open beta and that I could like actually play with some friends and check it out. I feel like the, you nice. also missed one of the most important aspects about this game up front, which I think is the the main thing that makes it like actually really high in the fgc um oh uh, yeah crossplay. it well in free-to-play Crossplay, free-to-play like that those so the, like with those two uh, uh things alone it's like are you playing are you going to check this out like yeah of course like why would you not like like of course i'm going to check this out if i had to pay money for this maybe i would say no or like unless like people were really loving it but like i I love that it's crossplay and free to play, and this is going to be a great way to trial this thing that people are talking about a lot now in regards to fighting games. Like, why aren't we building? Why aren't they building fighting games from the ground up as free to play? Because we like the more people that just play it, or the more people that use it as a platform, the better it is for everyone else. So you're going to play this? Almost definitely. Have you? Uh, or did you opt into the betas? No. It's good. Uh, yeah, I think that they're. I don't know if they're going to be selling characters. I do know um, that they, they're they going to be skins. selling costumes. Yeah. And the other thing that I thought was interesting that I haven't seen too many people mention is that the characters have like perk loadouts. And it reminds me maybe a little bit of Mortal Kombat 11, where you can modify the properties on characters' moves 
so that they're like doing different things and that you could like sort of specialize the character and like the way that you yeah so that kind of thing looks pretty neat that kind of thing is neat but it also worries me a little bit it almost reminds me a little bit of like um the gem system in uh street fighter cross tekken uh like i i, I always got marvel infinite though in, in in marvel infinite uh it worked in a different way because the the gems didn't the gems were just like a aspect of your kit like it was like a a, a shared super ability but in tekken in uh Tekken Cross Street Fighter, uh, in Street Fighter Cross Tekken, there were these gems that modified stats. Um, like, it, and they even had like gems that I think powered up certain abilities. But you would like find these gems through playing, and it would be like you know does more damage, more defense, um, more health or something. And uh, you would like modify the character's RPG style. And I and I feel like that kind of stuff sometimes worries me a little bit. Um, I like it a little bit better. I, it's already very difficult to balance a fighting game, and I sometimes worry that when you include stuff like that, uh, you're making it harder to balance in the in the overall. Yeah, I mean, because I guess it remains to be seen, seen whether this sure. will be like a um, in in the ranked mode because it's like if it's not in the ranked mode, then it's kind of superfluous to be in the game to begin with, and if it is in the ranked mode, then there will there's an opportunity for there to just be like a best loadout for every character. Yeah, I think that's what worries me. And then you start having to build... It, like, like this game seems like... The, the devs, are, I believe, are doing a phenomenal job, and they're very, very vocal, and it seems like they really have, like, an insane love for these properties, and they are uh, really in touch with the community, and I think that they're doing a fantastic job. It looks much way better than the Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. Yeah, so the, each character can have one keystone perk, so... Uh, Shaggy's two keystone perks are like, if Shaggy has sandwich equipped, he can quickly charge rage at the cost of eating the sandwich. And then the other one is he automatically gains rage after passing 100 damage. And then they can have three minor perks, which are not character specific. Um, there are things like Jump your team destroys higher. energy projectiles after neutrally jo dodging them. Or a uh, team has 10% increased jump speed. Team receives 10% increase to dodge distance when dodging out of an attack hit cancel. So pretty, I mean, they, they sound interesting. And and I, I mean, I'm personally, I, I like stuff like this. Like I like, you know, having a character, like options for one character. Yeah. Like runes and like, like rune pages in uh, League of Legends. Sure. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're doing a good job with it. Um, I, th I think that I agree with you. I think that it's kind of... I, I think that no matter what, it's really fascinating to me. Oh, oh, and the other thing that's actually, here's another thing that I should say, is that there, isn't there a million dollar, am I right in a million dollars? Is it a hundred thousand? Those are big, very different numbers. But there's a huge prize pool. I think it might be a million um, uh, at uh, Evo uh, for this game. Wow. Yeah, um, it, it's it, the the developers. I'm gonna assume a hundred thousand. The developers are are doing it, are putting it up, but I remember it just being like an insanely high prize pool. Do you think that the game will come out after Evo? Did they announce when the game is coming out? Um, no. Because I could imagine them being like, "It's an open beta now." Everyone yeah, go play after it. Evo or whatever. Yeah, that would be a good time. Um, oh yeah. So uh, I think that I like. Other than like all the support and the love it's getting, I think that it's really cool that it's two v two and that they're focusing on that forward. Um, I think that w that alone will always set it apart from uh, other competitors and other fighting games. Uh, I I think it's going to be pretty easy for us to wrangle up people to do two v twos. Yeah, 
Like, it and, would be and, kind of fun to play I, like a fighting game where it's not just like a 1v1 with each other. Oh, absolutely. I think it'll be kind of neat to like, and, and to switch around teams and be like, oh, you know, may, if Mason mains Arya DPS and Kirby is maining um, uh, Arya support. Who's a good, <laughs> no, <laughs> who's a good, like, I, like maybe Jake the dog or something. Then like, you know, as we're like swapping partners or whatever, like seeing the combinations, who works together. I think also like having a fighting game that maybe is not so like, like, oh, I lost to you specifically, you know, like, and it being like frustrating and maybe feeling like, why am I losing so much to, to James? Oh, he's, this is pissing me off. I can't beat James on his Air Kune. It's annoying. Um, uh, and not trying to let that affect you. I think it would be, it, it'll be much more easy to like have a fun party time with like, like, oh, you know, like, I played with Galloway, we had a good game. I played with James, we lost, but uh, our characters... Also, it'll be fun to, like, play 2v2, like, against other people. Like, oh, what do you want to do? You want to hop online and do... Yeah, I think that'll make me also want to play more of a ranked game, because usually I'm, like, kind of nervous about going in with randos. But if it, if it was, like, you saying, like, hey, do you want to jump in with ranked? It'd be like, yeah, okay, like, I'll, I'll, I'll have my friend there. It, the losses won't be fully my fault or whatever, you know? I feel you on that. Um... I, I, I'm so impressed with this game. Uh, when I was watching, I was watching Sejam and Deb play it. And uh, while he was playing, he was playing practice mode and he was playing Batman. And he threw a Batarang at uh, Shaggy. And Batman said, take that, hippie. And nice. uh, and I think that was like, that's just a good uh, thing to mention for the amount of love uh, this game has in it. Because like, it really is, not only does it look like it's mechanically there the way that it will, it, it like I think it'll hold up mechanically at a high level the way that they wanted to with Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, but they didn't put the cart before the horse. Like they, they cared enough about the IPs. There's really interesting stuff. There's a lot of like meme shit. Um, I, I think that usually I would think I, I would find this kind of stuff to be dumb, but specifically I love that like Shaggy Ultra Instinct shit. So like Shaggy being a... Super Saiyan is an insane thing to add to like a canonical like in yeah, universe it is weird game. That Shaggy is front and center of. The yeah, I mean, well, they. I mean, like, they. He is they, the most like. He is the character. I, he, the he's the Shoto. I just said. I just said he's the entire yeah. game. Character kits are built around Shaggy. Is the baseline for what characters should do. I just think that like the instead of you know Nickelodeon All Star Brawl having you know no sound effects and it being kind of weird and it being like oh, we made a really hardcore Smash game out of this IP, but there's not, like, love for the IP. Um, uh, or there's just, or the love for the IP is kind of hidden behind hardcore fighting game mechanics, you know? Um, I, I think that this is doing such a such a better job, like, a much better job um, having that love and, like, the, the idea that the characters are, like, g are, like, talking to each other out of, like, between universe kind of like and like mentioning this kind of stuff i just think is that is like a that's phenomenal that's unbelievable there's so much like interesting uh effort put into the into this game and it, it really does seem like the foundation of a game that could grow to be really large over the next you know five years i mean absolutely like the game looks as good as it as, as it does right now but then you have this free-to-play um uh uh cross-platform uh, coming in like I feel like that game has a, like those two will give this this game life you know forever, especially cross cross platform. You're just increasing the the pool that people can fight in. You're gonna lower the match time. You're gonna lower. You're, it's probably gonna be easier to match make um, with better connections and stuff if you have cross platform. Um, and then you, you just, uh, free to play just adds more people. Like these kind of things. Like uh, Fortnite got where it was because it was free to play. Like I, I think a lot of games these days uh, go further with that route. 
and a fighting game has been like we're overdue for a good free-to-play fighting game absolutely i is this the first one possibly um i i can't think of another well there you go so, yeah. all right this looks like uh project m what is it what is the riot one currently dubbed the project l project l has some competition oh yeah have you ever heard of this game vampire survivors yeah i think i forget if you've talked about it on the podcast but we've certainly I haven't because i only played it i've only played it on once. the steam deck okay so i just started playing it so friend and fan of the show uh rob is a vampire survivors fan and player so i i watched a little bit of gameplay of this a while ago it, it was really popular on twitch for a while on youtube a lot of people were playing it uh but it seemed kind of sparse. When Isn't it, it when a three dollar game? It's a pretty small. It's a three dollar game. Uh, someone on my Steam list who I don't know bought it for me. Weird. And is like, you got to try this game out. I, they were essentially like, I felt bad paying like only playing three dollars for this game because it's so good. Interesting. So they bought it for me, and it sat in my library for a long time. A game so and, good that it makes strangers buy it for you. And. Yeah, so it just kind of sat there for a while until I finally opened it up, and I'm I'm actually really impressed with this game. I have ten and a half hours in this game, uh, despite it being so small. So it is a game that sort of it bills itself as being a bullet hell, uh, but you are the bullet. Like your character is progressively getting strong. It's a run-based roguelite uh, where your character is. Uh, there are constantly enemies coming towards you and your character is automatically attacking. There's no attack button. The only thing that you do in this game is move. So one of the weapons is like a dagger and the dagger will shoot in the direction that you're looking. One of the weapons is a magic wand, which will fire a bolt of energy towards the closest enemy. One of them is garlic, which will put a uh, area around you that constantly damage is being dealt to or a lightning ring, which is randomly just uh, hitting enemies with bolts of lightning. So you're just walking around, uh, trying to sort of like maneuver and dodge through enemies, sort of in the way that you would in a bullet hell game. And as they die, they're dropping experience. As you pick up experience points when you level up, uh, you get either a new item or you get to uh, evolve an item that you currently have. So you're garlic will get increased radius your knives will throw out more knives or you'll get a passive item and the passive items could be like uh everything that you all of your items have plus one projectile or you have healing over time or you have additional aoe things like that uh but it starts to get crazy because you could hold up to six different weapons and the weapons are constantly getting stronger and there's also this sort of like uh it, it's an important mechanic, but it's kind of a secret. And it's um, weapon evolutions, which is if you collect a weapon and level it all the way up and you have a specific passive item, uh, you can evolve that that uh, weapon. So there will be like an axe, which you'll be able to throw that always like you throw the axe up and it always drops down. But if you can evolve the axe, it turns into these uh, sickles and the sickles Whenever the axe is activated, it'll just throw sickles in like every direction. So essentially the game is up to 30 minutes per run. Once it hits the 30 minute mark, a Reaper will come out and I don't know if it's possible to kill the Reaper, but it seems like it is so powerful and so fast that no matter what, it's going to try to kill you. But 
as you are doing more things during the game, like there are all of these like achievements and unlocks. So after you get like a weapon to level seven, it'll unlock a different weapon or a different passive. I think there's like 49 different weapons and maybe you only have like, I don't know, 15 of them at the start. You start out the game with one character, but I think there are between like 20 to 24 different characters, um, five levels, like maybe like five secret levels. So there's actually like quite a bit going on here for only $3. And I feel like they could have charged more than $3. And now they're kind of in like this weird tough position of like, they should probably increase the price of it. But maybe this game is as popular as it is because it's $3. Sure. I mean, I, I feel like they shouldn't look at the, I mean, they shouldn't look at the price right now. I feel like that, that, that ship has sailed. You should check this out. I should. One, one thing that I, I thought was kind of interesting about this is... I started looking into this game and people were like, oh, another game recently came out that is very similar that I tried out. Um, it's going to be called 20 Minutes Until Dawn. And they released a demo called uh, 10 Minutes Until Dawn. Very similar conceit. It's, it's a little bit different because it's way more about getting like crazy roguelite synergies of like, I have this ability that is making my... Uh, bullets bigger and I have this other ability where um, whenever it scales my AOE with like lightning damage or something like that but the difference of that game is it's actually like a, a twin stick shooter where you actually are firing which makes it a little bit different but people are like oh so there's already vampire survivor clone and someone had pointed out that vampire survivor is actually a clone of a game that is mobile a mobile only game called magic survival Wow. So I checked out Magic Survival, and it is not the same thing. Uh, it definitely has, like, a worse aesthetic style, but it does some pretty cool things. It's all based around, like, magic, so there are, like, these massive meteor spells, and, uh, like, you're summoning tsunamis and blizzards. But the it, it's, like, very um, simple graphics. Like, all of the enemies are these, like, um, black scribbles that get progressively more... Uh, scary looking scarier black scribbles but it's pretty neat in having like i think it has like 24 different classes uh and all the classes have different abilities the classes have masteries you could choose like different races which do different things and yeah all sorts of and then there's like magic fusion which is when you get two of a spell it like they combine together for some neat new effects so i, I feel like you would dig both this game, Magic Survival, and uh, Vampire Survivor because they both have that thing of, like, they are quick digestible roguelites where you are finding some crazy synergy and just, like, tearing things apart. And, uh, yeah, Magic Survival, it's a mobile game. And Vampire Survivor, I don't know if it's on Switch yet. I think it will be coming to Switch, but uh, really great. Then that's when that's when you jack up the price. When you make it a Switch game, you, you make it. Oh, yeah. You make you that, like, that, that's a, that's a $15 like 10 game. But it's a it's a great coffee game because it's it's a one hand game. So you could literally be sipping coffee with one hand and playing this with the other or doing something else. <laughs> you only need yeah, one. Only need one, the skeleton only need one hand to play this game. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about? You know what I'm talking so about? Those are those are three games which I played, which were pretty good. But I think that out of the three, Vampire Survivors is the best one. Uh, just like the aesthetic of it is so good, like. There's like some some like decent writing, like a couple of jokes that are worth seeing. The items are cool. They feel like impactful and powerful. It feels really cool to like know the levels of being like, 
all right, I know that in the garden at level five, there's going to be a ring of flowers that like spawns around me and then the mantis is going to... I need to make sure that I itemize uh, for killing the mantis or for finding a way to escape the flower circle. So you're kind of planning your run around knowing what's going to happen <coughs> at certain time intervals. And it makes it pretty neat. Uh, so there is like this half like things that are guaranteed to happen at this time every run. And then there are there are unexpected things that, that are going to happen. Maybe there will be like certain enemy patterns that you weren't expecting. And then there is like finding secrets and items hidden in the level. Very cool game. $3 Vampire Survivors. Insanely a ton of purchases. This game has 98% uh, positive on Steam uh, with 94,000 reviews. Dang. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. So what else have I played? I've played, uh, speaking of vampires, I played this uh, V Rising. Oh, yeah. That's I kind of want to check this out. This is from, uh, who made this? Someone. Uh, we know these developers. Uh, Stunlock. They made uh, Battle Right. Hell yeah. Battle Right. Yeah. So Battle Right was like a pretty interesting uh, take on like MOBA combat. It was a MOBA brawler game. So take out it all. Was... The, yeah. Take all, out all the, um, the mobs or creeps or lanes. But it still kind of plays like a MOBA. You're still like top down a character walking around. And you're just team fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Just you're team just fighting. team fighting in these arenas. They were like five to ten minute games. So the combat here is great. Uh, v Rising has a really good feeling. And uh, the thing that people have been calling it is Vampheim because it is very much like Valheim with vampires. I oh, haven't played oh, too okay. much. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. It is. So, so you're on a clock? You're, you're running. You're like setting up a base or something and it's getting attacked? You are setting up a base. I don't know if it's getting attacked. It's more like you are setting up a base and then you are going out into the world, exploring, uh, collecting materials, defeating bosses. Those bosses are giving you access to more challenging areas uh, with better types of crafting. One system that I thought was pretty cool about this. So you are really like creating a unique build in this. You have like all sorts of different like vampiric powers that you're like, unlocking and finding like the ability to turn into a werewolf is one of the more prominent ones but but there are these really cool systems in the game around survival one of them is the blood mechanic which is depending on what types of creatures you feed on uh you're getting special passives so if you're feeding like specifically on beasts you're going to get like increased move speed increased survivability in these types of areas you could be feeding on like the undead or things like that you might feed on something which gives you like increased ability to withstand the sun uh, because this this game has like a day night cycle. And, and that's kind of interesting because in a lot of games like this, like uh, you consider a survival game like Minecraft where like you want to find shelter before night. And in this game, it's like the opposite. You want to find shelter before the day. Yeah. So so that is like you are trying to like create a base, like get shelter, but also like, you know, level up, get some. Get some, find some sick loot. So when so you when I, you die, what happens? You I've never done. Oh, look at you. I don't know. I, I've never James. done. I imagine that you would respawn in your base. Yeah, just respawn in your base. Yeah. Respawn in your base. Go pick up your dropped items or whatever. Well, I mean, you said it was like Valheim. Yeah. What did you do in Valheim when you don't, don't you? Know, does, you isn't it over? Like items. or or like there, there's still there's a thing that can like destroy the the ruin your your world. You know, like you start over a save and then once. Like your base gets destroyed, don't you? Like it, it ends, and then you start another campaign nah. up again. Nah, 
Now that wasn't a thing. Maybe in a hardcore mode, but not in the base mode. Wait. So what? What am, am I remembering? Valheim wrong? I, I feel yeah. like there's a, there's a bunch of those like Norse named games that I get mixed up. You're thinking of uh, Tribes of Midgard. Yeah, I am thinking of Tribes of Midgard. Valheim is what, what was that? That was uh, I thought that was like the the one where you just walk around and and break you know wood like and 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 you know fight trees and shit and then make a house. Yes. This is that. This is that. Well, who the fuck? Why? People Damn. All right. Check it out. It's interesting. I it's don't got know. Some, it's got some really uh, great uh, MOBA mechanics. Like, very, like, Diablo-y, but, like, a twin-stick shooter-y kind of vibe to it. Weird. Not a fan of those games. Uh, it's also, did I mention it's 60-player uh, servers? I, this is not what I thought this was going to be. That's so weird. What, what did you think, out of curiosity? Um, I, I th- First of all, when I saw... Everything I saw from trailers made me think that this was, like, a action RPG, like, a character action RPG where... You were like similar to I'm um, I, I mean like a what 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 was it Grim Dawn or something like that where you are one oh. character going around but you still have like a like a talent tree that you're building and abilities and stuff like that and that you're going through like a I thought you were going through like a world and um, playing All that's still true playing the game on hard mode and getting more loot and building up a a, ta- a passive talent tree and having abilities the way you would in like a path of exile i thought it was yeah, i really thought that. it was like a path of exile kind of thing uh it has mechanics from that yeah with the abilities and builds it's its own thing i see uh on steam it says you want this um yes you because want I, I wanted it more before hearing what it is well listen someone's got to be the bearer of uh the truth the truth bearer uh in other news in other in, news in news that uh i would usually not bring up on the podcast news of the world League of Legends is getting a patch this Tuesday. And the reason why I bring it up... You would usually not bring it, is, it up. You bring up League of Legends. This is the largest patch that League of Legends uh, has ever received. All right. So we it, got we got replay mode coming. We got... Uh, they already have it. Oh, yeah. They already have replay mode. You can download your replays and uh, watch them, slow them down, do all Oh, that. nice. You could... Is, yeah, it, is they, the new character Belveda coming out? Huh? Belveda, the new character? Belveth. So the, the Belveth thing is actually really interesting because for the longest time, people are always like, you know, Riot just wants to make like sexy champions. Hell yeah. Want more monsters. So they did this teaser where Kaisa encounters this a sexy champ- woman. Yeah, sexy a void sexy woman. Sexy woman. And then the sexy woman tra- transforms into a monster. And Belveth is a monster. And Belveth actually is a stingray. Game, yeah, is like a gross monster. So good on them. For uh, defying expectations. Uh, yeah, I thought this would never happen again after Riot got bought by Tencent because I, I I've heard I, I specifically this was done especially after Tencent that the Chinese audience like does not like monster characters and just wants more like humanoid characters. So for a long time it was like if you're even gonna do like if they wanted to do a mon- like a oh we want to do a character that's a tiger it has to be like a tiger girl you know a tiger girl a tiger girl and you know what. I'm here for it. I don't, I, whatever, you know. But, but the uh, new League of Legends patch. This it, that character games... is so bizarre looking to me. It is insane. Yeah. I I and and you know what? They uh, I I feel like Riot does this right. Like I I, I we, we know that Riot is you know they they look on the horizon for what is coming out. When is it coming out? Let's launch something around that time. I'm not saying that Belvita was not in you know uh obviously like being worked on for a long time i'm not saying that it's interesting because there are teasers from belveth 
from back to like Velkaz's release and back to like you can see uh, Belveth in the background of Creator Victor's uh, splash art. Oh yeah, you can the the massive weird ass thing, right? So yeah. Um, uh, I'm not saying that Belveda was not, you know, obviously in the works and coming out for a long time, but it is buck wild that, that like, the way that Belveda sounds and, like, the screechy, gurgly noises, it sounds like a Demogorgon. And it's, and it, it's like, you know, Stranger Things is coming they out. with that. Se- they season. That. That's exactly, that's what I'm just saying, is that they, they do that. Yeah. Stranger Things season four is coming out soon, and we're all hyped for it. And then Belveda comes up looking like, you know, she just came out of the Upside Down. And then, meanwhile, in their other game, Valorant, you know, they got Fade, and she's pulling icky Spider-Woman. She basically, like, she's throwing goo and going Otherworld and summoning little demo dogs and stuff. Like, she's basically, you know, some sort of Eleven. So, you know, it feels like... It feels like, you know, there's a lot of uh, Stranger Things kind of getting uh, thrown around inside these IPs. Sounds like it. Uh, th- that character, look, uh, Belveth, looks so bizarre to me. Um, it's insane the way it moves, and I cannot really tell that much of what it's doing in its kit. It's, like, screaming and gurgling a lot, and then it slaps people really fast. It's it's just so funny looking. I cannot tell what the fuck that character is really doing. Um, and it looks like it just has... it. Look, it to me, like, uh, I'm happy that it looks so different because the rest of what I'm seeing for the kit looks very, um, like, New Age um, League of Legends of, like, they have a... Uh, probably like a um, steroid ability. They have a dashing ability, so they're like they have good mo- uh, movement. Um, like a, there's an AOE, and then I think might be something passive-wise is like related to the old ZZ Rot. Like I think they cr- when they kill things, they turn them into a little minion generator. If I if that I'm that sounds correct. cool. Yeah, I actually don't know much about the kit, so you know more than I do. Yeah, I, I feel like well, I I do feel like. League is in such a, obviously, like, in a great spot champion-wise where um, it's where you kind of want these games to be at because I don't know if League is really at the point anymore for a lot of its audience that is like, oh, a new character's coming out. I cannot wait. Like, when when you and I first started playing on the Zyra patch or maybe, like, I started playing on the maybe Jace patch or something, um, uh, back then, I feel like it was, like, that was like you know 60 champions ago or something where the pool was a lot smaller and a new champion was a lot more exciting but they also released a champion every like two weeks yeah they were releasing champions really fast and there was definitely like a so there's definitely like a community thought of here's the new champion i like they use a lot of times they came out very strong to start um they were very it was very exciting it was very much like Oh, if you don't let me have this champion, um, I, like, I'm like i going to dodge the queue. And in the current state of League, I feel like people are doing their own thing. There's a million champions. Um, you know, champions are getting buffed and nerfed every patch. People have got, you know, their favorites. Um, and they're doing major reworks on champions. They're, they're they doing... just did major reworks on Swain, on Talia, on Olaf. Oh, don't touch Swain. Oh, he's great now. He's so cool. He was already great. Swain's new ultimate is that it lasts forever. As long as he's in range of enemies, he just constantly drain tank for as long as he wants. Oh, as dang, long as there are people that. nearby, so cool. Um, but yeah, it does feel like it's it's kind of funny to me. I just feel like the the when when I started playing, I forgot what was the character, um, uh, the neon equivalent. Uh, Zeri. Zeri. When she Zeri came out, I feel like you were for the most part able to get into games and just get that character. Um, 
other than if she got banned. But it, it didn't feel like there was a scramble to play that character. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's very interesting the way that the tables have turned. Yeah. How the turns have tabled. Um, I'm still of the opinion that new characters uh, shouldn't be able to be banned in normals uh, for the first two weeks. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, if you don't, if, if people don't like them, it's like, well, here's your time to play against them a lot and figure out what's going on with them for ranked because like you can't just like how boring is that you know like like let someone play the new champion let 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 you guys try and figure out what's going on with the new champion i totally agree with you flame so the new patch that's coming out 12.10 is the biggest patch that league has ever had and it's the durability update it aims to make the entire game uh tankier and to make fights last longer and I think that that's that a really good direction for the game. Okay. Go on. Because... Oh, I, 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 well, I, I, w- I would say what I would be worried about, but you continue. Well, essentially, it's gotten to the point where uh, th- this sort of happened in 2018 when they introduced lethality as a stat, which is a type of flat penetration, which essentially led to a lot of situations where uh, whether you are a tank or whether you're an AD carry... Uh, if characters get out of control, they're one-shotting you. Um, in some cases, you know, certain assassin uh, assassin AD carries like Tristana is like one-cycling people, and it's it sort of led to a, a, a lack of expression in team fights, where it's essentially just like who can who can get to this um like not necessarily who could get to the carry faster, but like uh, people who are in brushes aren't or are in great advantage because as soon as you stun somebody, there's no like response. You're going to get blown up. You're not going to be able to like play the team fight. Sure. And you, you know, in a sense it gets, it's fun to be super far ahead and to just like one shot people. Like I've been playing a little bit of Rangar and it feels, you know, it, it's exciting for me to pop out of a brush and just like absolutely destroy people in one cycle. Uh, it is not fun to be on the receiving end of that. There is not a lot of counterplay when you are like dying in literally less than one second. So I do think that adding a little bit of survivability, adding it so that, you know, Rengar blows people up and they're left with 20% of their health to respond. I I think that that's all right. We're also in a state where um, because assassins are so strong, 80 carries don't really get to express themselves. And because of that, uh, safe 80 carries are pretty strong right now. Tank busting 80 carries are not as useful. But once this new patch rolls around, tank busting and characters who are more about sustained damage over time versus uh, burst damage are going to actually uh, have more meaning and more value in the meta. And uh, just excited excited to see where it goes. I'm excited that they're willing to uh, get crazy with it. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm not playing a lot of, you're playing way more league than me. I, I do worry sometimes when I hear this kind of stuff, because it reminds me of like bruiser updates, things getting really slow. And then if, you know, if you, if, if everyone is more survivable, then sometimes the whole meta shifts towards survivability. Sometimes you get the, the thing that happens where um, it's like you have straight, straight tanks and then you have bruisers for DPS. And then you kind of, and then it's just like, well, um, you know, uh, DP, like a, it, the longer that like a bruiser, like a Darius will survive, the more that it's like, um, you get worried about an AD champion just being blown up now. So that it, you have, you ha- you having the reverse problem of like, they survived the initial burst and then they, they kill the AD cause the AD is not ever going to be as chan- as tanky. But I, I mean, like, I have no reason to say that 
that this will or will not is, happen. is more prolific now than it's been before with items like Galforce existing and uh, Cyrilda's Grudge, which is uh, an item that AD carries by, which applies a slow on auto attacks. So I feel like um, because the, of the, things the, like the that, item meta is healthy enough. Yeah, it, it's just exciting to think about a shakeup, especially in a season where uh, AD carry is such a martyristic role to be played where it is like i am an ad carry so i am ready to be the butt of every joke to just be uh blown up at every turn and only get to play the game after like 25 minutes mm -hmm. after 25 minutes i turn online and then i i kill people but yeah i'm looking forward to this. Okay, i think okay. everybody everybody is looking forward to this actually dang that's neat it's uh, also a lot of video games. It's also a lot of video games. I can't really think of. I'm I'm three uh, champions down, or three of the divine uh, beasts down beasts. in Breath of the Wild. Um, definitely slowed a lot like on it, it, but I'm also trying good? to do extra stuff. And I also found out that there was extra content that in the DLC that I didn't know about. Once you finish all the divine beasts, I didn't know that there's a whole story mode for each divine beast that uh, talks about the um, champions. Then there's like extra dungeons there's a dungeon that gets you um a motorcycle that you can summon that goes over terrain oh, so you're finally going through all that yeah so i'm, I'm well i'm getting i'm getting there once i finish if i finish the last the goron um divine beast uh i'll be able to do that but in the meantime i was doing some of the extra stuff like terry town where you build up uh, a town from yeah. scratch and you keep like giving this guy wood and and uh finding people for the town that end in the name sun and uh, that game is great. That game is really good. It, it's really interesting. It's still very interesting to play that game in post Elden Ring and see like, you know, why is it different? How does it do things differently? What could one game learn from the other? And I'm very excited for uh, Breath of the Wild too. I I I really hope that they learn some some interesting thing some things from Breath of the Wild because so many games like obviously take from Breath of the Wild. So it'll be interesting to see how Nintendo takes from Breath how Nintendo like goes to that next takes that next step with that you know having already done such a massive leap forward will they change it a lot you know i mean it look kind of, kind of looks like it they will like there's like shit like going through walls but, so um i'm very excited about that They're i watched playing... the new chip and dale rescue rangers movie no um did you watch this i know i saw i saw uh that I, I keep getting commercials for it but i don't know why it's very good it is it's a very good movie uh john mulaney and andy samberg uh play chip and dale Seth Rogen and Will Arnett are some of the primary villains. Uh, Tim Robinson is in the movie, and he is cast as Ugly Sonic. Oh yeah, I saw that. Sonic with the teeth. I was I was pretty uh, pleasantly surprised by how funny this movie was. You saw this it's in on, theaters? No, it's on uh, streaming. Oh it's damn. On Disney Plus. Oh, Straight I don't, I don't even streaming. have that. I have that. Um, Great to streaming. What it, having watched Stranger Things again? What what do you think? What would you how how would you order the season in terms of quality? One, three, two. I think most people would say that, but I feel like having watched it again, I think maybe I would go one, two, three. Yeah. Um, and that's th certainly not to say that three is bad. Uh, but uh, we're, I'm, I'm in Stranger Things mode out here. Uh, we're on Stranger Things Watch. We're on, it's Stranger Things Watch over at WTG. Isn't that the 27th? Oh my God, there's so much things next week. It's only, uh, it's also only the first half. Right? Is it really? Oh, it, I've heard it was five hours longer. Did you know that? Five hours longer uh, than any previous Stranger Things. And it's only half. And did you know that this is not even the last season? How, these kids are going to be my age by the time. <laughs> these kids are going to be 30 and 40 by the time they're finishing Stranger Things. Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2 will only include two episodes. What the hell? 
Why, why was I... I feel like I was getting Stranger Things watch. Cancel Stranger Things watch. That's not two episodes? Come on. That's part two. That's Stranger Things season four, part two. Well, what do you mean? Season four, which is the upcoming it, it's season, gonna be is going to be broken into two parts. It's going to be... So it's going to be a bunch of episodes and then two episodes in a finale? Yes. Why would you do that to us, Netflix? I don't know. Because of your two stock? Episodes, the two episodes are very long. Damn. Apparently. Apparently they're very long. Stranger Things. I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to ending this podcast, which I'm doing now. Take uh, us home. This is What's the Deal with Games for the Week of End May the misery. 22. Uh, you could find us online at WTDGpodcast.com. On Twitter, at sign WTDGpodcast. To receive notifications about when the show goes live. Or on whatever app you use Podcatcher. to get podcasts. We're such as Spotify or iTunes, where you could rate, comment, and subscribe to the show. Thank you, Ryan Galloway. Coming Galloway. soon to YouTube. Just kidding. And Bumpier for the use of your music. We use the intro and outro. You can get it off the new album, Pop Songs 2020. You can find them at YouTube, where you can get links to all their merch. I have their shirt. I have the record. Um, and uh, we love that music. And uh, I hope that yeah. uh, that Japanese that breakfast there might was, be more uh, on SNL. Was on SNL. SNL. Yeah, I know Japanese breakfast was on SNL. She she is Michelle Zahner is just killing it in a way that i will never you know what a what a uh, business-minded individual. what a business-minded individual new, new york times best-selling author crying in h mart uh this is if you go into if you leave your house right now and then go into a stranger's house you will find that book on their counter um i don't even know if they've read it yet but it's there it's in yeah. it's in there right next to infinite jest it's it's i mean i, I listen more people have probably read crying in h mart than infinite jest right you you don't buy infinite jest to read infinite jest you buy infinite jest to have infinite jest i have it and i haven't read it well there you go i thought it would be funny and it is it is it is an infinite jest thanks ryan thank you james um i don't even i really don't understand i wish we had something just great to leave on but it's usually something like uh but we just don't have it. Uh, yet. We don't have it yet. Or Trifinger. Trifinger Butthole. We could take Battlefield Hardline. Because for a little while, I think this week we didn't do it, but but we I was bringing back the... Um, I was really happy and nostalgic about bringing back the... Uh, uh, May uh, May the 22nd be with you um, uh, joke that, that was so funny for like a year or two. It was. It was. And it's still funny. Until everyone started doing it. Until people started stealing it from us. And then they stole the way that we do end of the year podcasts. I'm gonna get this up yeah. on YouTube so that because if if I ever put this up on YouTube, then P, I'm gonna get we would get YouTube comments of that would say, "Hey, uh, so my favorite streamer does this joke," or or look at Giant Bomb does you guys stole your your game of the year uh, 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 algorithm your your game of the year podcast from from Giant Bomb. No, we didn't. We actually have proof. That we did it first. We there, all the episodes are up there. You can check the dates. I know. If you're weird and you want to go back and look We've at all been the doing old ones. this for ten years, almost ten years. It's nine. It, uh, we passed our ninth year recently. Oh. All right, bye. Try finger bubble.